Yes. 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 Do the lowest note you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's like a tractor starting. <laughs> do that again. You <laughs> sound. Do the lowest note you can, Mog. Look, mine is. We noticed you have to try and tuck your chin in. When you can't, like you can't put your neck out. Try to put your neck out and do the lowest note you can. Oh, yeah. It's not low no, anymore. It's, oh, no, it's not. Do you know what I just realised? <laughs> I'm thirty fucking five, man. What's going on? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin. Sapnin. You're listening to episode 23 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. It's me, the one with the fabulous eyebrows, according to Aww. everybody who listens to this podcast. Yeah, because they can all hear your eyebrows rustling on the mic because they're so big, that's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the worst <laughs> degree, man. Yeah. Oh, you sounded like I was bullying you. Yeah. Sorry, bud. They're lovely eyebrows. As you know, everybody said they're lovely eyebrows. Yeah, so can I have my lunch money back now as well? Yeah, you can have, oh, yeah. Yes. Bugger. Whatever I find out keeps. Um, yeah, so this is episode 23 of Sapling Podcast, and our guest this week is Ryan Richards, former drummer of Funeral for a Friend and current manager of Lords of Bands at Future History Management. And even though he has the same last name as me... Is no, no relation. No relation. Luckily, I checked for, luckily the family tree. Did can't find him. Luckily for Ryan, no relation. Yeah, it's no, probably for the best. Different genes. I don't mean trousers. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. We had a great conversation with Ryan. We covered loads of stuff. Um, we talked his time in funeral for a friend, um, the whirlwind ride that was funeral for a friend, uh, and now he's gone into management at Future History Management. He manages loads of. The future of UK music, I reckon. Well, that's, I guess that's the point of the name, yeah. really. Um, yeah, but he's going to be talking all about that, who he looks after, explains management a little bit, the ins and outs of it, and yeah, gives us a reminiscence of all those years he spent in Funeral for a Friend and some of the key albums they had for that music scene. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, was an awesome chat. He's a very, very funny fella, Ryan. He is, um, and he's got a great insight into uh, both sides of the music world, yeah, isn't he? Both so. sides of the band coin, I guess. Mm. Being in a band and then managing bands. Um, yeah, I genuinely believe that if he wanted to, he could probably be a stand-up comedian because I've, 
I spent um, some time with him and he's always been hilarious. So, yeah, it was great to have him on. Um, right, before we go into that, though, is there any news? Well, yeah, we've been doing news in and out a little bit. So sporadic news yeah, with Sapling Podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe we should try it in future, just even if it's just a little bit of news, to fit it in somehow. All right. So yeah. I just wanted to talk about uh, a lot of new music that's out now oh, that I've been listening to lately. And of course, today, today marks two massive releases. One, the debut EP by Hot Milk. Nice. Are You Feeling Alive? Yes. Who are former guests. Former guests. Of great humans. Fantastic band. Excellent. Yeah, well, their debut EP is out now. So go and check that out later on and then go back and listen again to the episode yes. with Hot Milk. Yes. And speaking of former guests, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes nice. put out their third studio record today as well called End of Suffering. Awesome. I cannot wait to get my hands on that. Um, fantastic band. One of the best live bands in the world. Some of the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a lot, lots and lots of love for Frank. And yes. um, the rattlesnakes and Dean and yeah, yeah. fantastic. So I, what I said about hot milk, copy and paste, basically. Yeah. So listen to it and then listen back to the episode with them. Um, they'll be playing Reading Festival as well and awesome. on the main stage, and that's just going to be one giant pit. Yeah. Um, a person you love, Sean. Oh, you be go. Little Dicky. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. correct. Well, I was, I've, well, we haven't mentioned his new song, Earth, Earth yeah. yet. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got like 35 um, different artists on it, including Bieber, uh, Sia, Halsey, um, you name them. Um, oh, the best bit about it, though, is on the video, he says it's Kanye West, but it's actually Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart, yeah, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, he, apparently he was trying to get Kanye West, and it just wasn't, he could not get in contact with him. Mad. How mad's that? Yeah. You'd think, like six degrees of separation, Little Dicky's got to be one degree away. Like, it's, surely it's Little Dicky knows someone who yeah. knows Kanye. That's the end of the connection. But he couldn't sort it out. So. Mad. And obviously, he couldn't get hold of you either. No, well, yeah, obviously busy, he tried you? me, yeah. yeah you, but you, you were a little bit busy with this, so yeah. sorry. Um, so, yeah, sorry to uh, Dave. That's his name. <laughs> um, yeah, good song. And it's about saving the earth, which we should all really start looking into because as... Um, Greta Thunberg's been going around the country and telling people we're going to be in trouble soon. So, hey guys, if you listen to this, think about recycling a bit better. And also, go back and listen to the Dougie podcast because he's telling <laughs> yeah, more about climate change. Does, yeah. All of this news is linked back to stuff <laughs> we previously done. Right. Uh, Stop sp- plugging our own podcast okay, in sorry. our podcast. Right, future stuff and um, music I've been listening to a lot lately. William Ryan Key, who many of you know from Yellow, Yellow Card. Card. Uh, he's got a new EP out of uh, electronic and acoustic stuff, which Ooh. I very much enjoy. Um, nice. A lovely... A uh, new artist called Lizzie Farrell has been grabbing my attention a lot as well. Farrell? Farrell. Fa- Not Farrell. Spell it. Farrell. You don't have to spell it out for I the f- listeners. I think it's F-A-R-E-L-L, but I might oh, be wrong. It's definitely So double what R. I'm going to do very quickly is fact check myself. Google. I bet it's double R. Uh, it's... No, it's F-A-R-A-L-L. Oh, you said he... No, yeah. no, sorry, it is the blah. God, ah, my You can't even read. F-A-R-R-A-L-L. She's very good. Hi, guys. If you're listening to this and you think you could maybe co-host a podcast, please get in touch with me at Sean Smith is looking for a partner at Gmail. No, that's my sex. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Said too much. Yeah. William Reinke, Lizzie Farrell. If you like 
metal gothic music. New Year's Day have got a new album out as well, nice. which is very yeah. good. And uh, some forty one have got a new song out. Oh, have they? Yes. Are you? They're going to be touring later. They in the are year? going to be touring later on the year, um, which means the Blackout are going to have to get back together well, to I, fill I, in for some forty one. Well, that's they? what I was going to say. Have you been asked to be on standby just in case they drop out? Not yet, but whoever's putting that tour on, if you make a big enough offer, I can put it to the Blackout boys and we can see. Because I'd love to fill in for some forty one again, and I'm sure some forty one fans would absolutely love that again. You poor bastards. Just Sorry, guys. Fat lip and then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so that's it, that is it? Yeah. Awesome. Um, if you've got any news or any artists you think we should check out, please get in touch with us at twitter.com forward slash sappeninpod, S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D, or Instagram us at instagram.com forward slash sappeninpod, S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And yeah, tag people you want to come on the podcast, yeah, future we, guests. Yeah, and make sure you tag them. Um, we're going to be at a lot of festivals across the summer. We keep mentioning. So, yeah, anyone on those lines? Name them all. Go. Slam Dunk, Download Festival, yes. 2000 Trees, and Reading Festival. Nice. Well Slapping Podcast will be appearing at all those festivals listed. If you'd like any guests to appear from that festival onto the podcast, please mention them via Twitter or Instagram. You turned into like a terms and conditions fella then at the end of like a bank gadget. I was trying to do it, the whole thing, but I ran out of things to say. Yeah, it's tough, um, isn't it? But yeah, if you'd, uh, anyone you'd like us to get, please let them and us know and we can make your dreams come true. Awesome. Um, this is a long interview with Ryan, so we should get into it. But we, we firstly, should, but Patreon oh, is yeah. a good thing we cool. should mention um, because we love our patrons yes yes patrons yeah yeah no we do they're fantastic um so yeah if you'd like to help support the podcast in any way patreon.com forward slash sapnin is the best way to do that it lets you give back uh to the podcast and you get loads of different rewards exclusives and different tiers in return as well the lowest tier gets you into the sapnin podcast community group which is the best experience of yeah, the for week you. for us. Yeah, because all they're doing is bragging about how good your eyebrows are and how cool you right. are I, and I how ne- much of a dick I am. Yeah, I never imagined. Yeah, that's, tr- that's true, but it it's is. my podcast. So when they... Well, it's, my our, name's it's our podcast. Yeah, well, anyway, um, but my eyebrows are on point, so maybe my eyebrows should be on the cover of the podcast in the future. Morgan's though. eyebrows are Morgan Richards, the new <laughs> podcast. Anyway. Um, Patreon.com forward slash happening. Help us out if you can. That would be fa- that would be fantastic. Honest to God, it's genuinely much appreciated. It really, really does go to helping us out and getting us to these festivals and getting guests and all of the stuff. You can see it on the website. Anyway, let's get to this podcast. This is a great one. Yes. Before we do, though. Oh my God! What? But you're. Would you say you're casually dressed? Oh my. F- <laughs> do you fancy? No, a, do you fancy a deep conversation? Bro, I'm fucking stab you now! I swear to God, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> Shut up! This is Ryan Richards on Sampling Podcast with Sean Smith, and no longer Morgan Richards. It will be me doing the outro. So wait till the end because Morgan is fired. I hate him. <laughs> I hate it. Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Sampling! Sampling! No, just shut up! Sapnin! 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 Oh, lucky I ducked. Oh, lucky Caught me out there. Caught me out. This is episode 23. Somehow, we've been allowed to make 23 episodes of this bollocks. This is episode 23 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith. 
and my partially good friend Morgan Richards. I'll take that. Oh, that's it, is yeah, it? Yeah. All right, and that's this week's episode. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. What's happening? Oh, yes, <laughs> we've got a guest. I forgot about our guest. This week, we've got a fantastic... I say fantastic every week. It's because I like right. everybody. We've got pick, pick another word. Yeah, pick a better word. Give him a different adjective. Um, we've got the tremendous... Is that all right? Since same vein, is not it? That'll do. <laughs> we've got the tremendous Ryan Richards. Um, from Future History Management fame and formerly of Funeral for a Friend and the Hondo McLean fame as well. Mm. Two of my favourite South Wales bands ever. Thanks. That's all down to you as well. So I know. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Some say thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What, what, what's news for you? How's things? Uh, yeah, good. Got my new oven a few months back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only saying that because was, there was a bit of... Uh, you know, a thing about it online before because uh, I'd ordered a new oven <laughs> and uh, it didn't turn up for two years. So, uh, so yeah, it's a bit of a saga. But I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, well, hang on. How, how do you how do you order an oven and it doesn't turn up for two years? <laughs> uh, it's a long story. It's a long story. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, how long we got? Nah, I just I I, I fucked it up really. <laughs> It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't all Curry's fault. Uh, <laughs> Curry's the shop, not the food. <laughs> Nothing to do with the oven. But no, no. It's, uh, well, that's there. We go. I've, I've got that out of the way anyway. But yeah, other than that, um, managing bands and uh, shouting into a mic again as nice. well. Yeah. Oh yes. Not, not now, but well. <laughs> not yet. We'll yeah. see, see how this interview goes. We might be shouting into it by the end of it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of uh, bit of heavy metal. Nice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, yeah, so... One of those things where I kind of always wanted to do it, really, because when I was in funeral, I was uh, always the the growler, as yeah. it were, um, and uh, and yeah, I don't know, it was, it was one of the things I'd always like to try that, you know, something super heavy, because obviously I was drumming in funeral and and doing the the heavier vocals, and 
you know, we had a heavy moments, but you know, we we were, I think, fundamentally a melodic rock band or emo yeah. or screamo or whatever <laughs> we were called. But um, yeah, I was wanting to do something, you know, super intense and uh, brutal and heavy. So yeah, we stuck on a track a couple of months back and uh, working on a little little mini album, as you speak. So awesome! Yeah. Ooh. The f- Shut the fuck up, Siri. <laughs> I hope we picked that up, Ben. I hope that's in there. Um, what, I, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Who's um, anybody else in the band that we'd know of? Um, yeah. Well, one of one of the guys in the band, um, Abraham Fahima, he, he plays bass in the band, and um, he actually mixed the latest record, well, the only record by Holden Absence, who... Oh, nice. uh, Obviously, you, you had on the show yeah. a few weeks back, and uh, part of my future history management roster. Uh, so he mixed that. He's a very talented studio producer, mixer guy. So he's in the band, and um, a fantastic South Wales talent named Curtis Bagley, who's, um, I mean, you know, listen to the stuff. He, he's one of the the best guitarists uh, I've ever seen. And uh, wh- when I wanted to start doing this. I was I was speaking to a friend of mine. I was speaking to to Faisal from um, well, he was in Holding Absence, and he and uh, he plays in Loth now. And yep. uh, I said, "Oh, you, you there any really good guitarists around the South Wales area?" He's like, "Oh, my mate Kurt. You need to check him out, man. You need to check him out." I was like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool." So sent me his stuff, and you know, saw him play. And I was like, "Jesus Christ, yo, this guy's re- you know, why is he not in the band?" He's like, oh, "I don't know, I don't know really." So <laughs> I was like, "Should we should we make a band?" I was like. All right. Yeah, can do. Yeah, can do. Did do, and uh, and here we are. I can play all the notes. Good. Yeah, good. Get in the band then. What? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? There's, there's people just sitting in the house who are unbelievably talented musicians, just not in bands, like. Yeah, and he and he was definitely one of those, and um, yeah, looking forward to uh, maybe get out there and doing a gig or two and see nice. see what's what, but. Uh, but yeah, with everything else at the minute being being pretty busy, we you know we're treating it as a bit of a bit of a fun project, you know, yeah. and uh, having a laugh with it, and uh, just enjoying doing it really, and not having any pressure or expectation, or just enjoying it. Yeah, snap. That's kind of it's kind of what we're doing with Raiders as well. I think we just just put a track out just so people can hear it, and then yeah, I just want to play shows again. Just I, I miss that greatly, but uh, well, that's yeah. what I mean. I miss. But you know, I get a lot of people ask me. They're like, "Oh, you know, do you miss, do you miss being in a band? You know, do you miss, do you miss this and that?" I was like, you know, the thing I miss is is, is making music with people, yeah. and you know, coming up with those ideas and and just the process of of going in and tracking it and through the demo stage and then you know having that final thing there and letting people hear. It. You know, that's the part I miss in terms of you know, being in a band i don't really you know i don't miss the touring mm. um you know as much as i loved it you know that was a sort of certain part of my life and i don't think i could hack touring again yeah. um but yeah you know just 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 that whole process of, of making music so it's cool to be doing that again yeah well yeah yeah you say yeah well you've got future history management now um so yeah, your focus is mainly on that now. So you know, I I understand that they will not wanted to tour and stuff. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I get to experience all those highs of, of being in a band. Um, just just through the bands that, that that are doing it. I mean, I I think that was the first time I ever realised that you know maybe my time in in funeral was coming to an end where. 
I was I was still in the band and I was um you know just started taking an interest in management and um you know helping out some you know uh, Welsh bands and and you know trying to get into it and and learn a bit about it and get some experience and I think I think when I started to get more excited about one of those bands get you know selling out a tiny pub yeah. in South Wales than I did about us selling at Brixton Academy or you know more excited about them getting a small introducing feature in Kerrang than us being on the cover yeah. I started to realize then that you know maybe um, you know things were, were changing for me and uh, and this was where my passions were and, and going forward and, and and that's how it's been you know it's been it's been about 10 years now doing that really it's 10 years this year managing so yeah how wow. did um how did that conversation come up with the funeral boys about wanting to shift gears yeah i mean I, I they wouldn't have been surprised i don't think i mean you know i remember one of the one of the last tours i ever did was with with the blackout with you guys and um we were sharing a sharing a bus doing a tour across europe it was just a, you know a lot a lot of fun but by then, I by then I knew, you know. By then I knew that. Um, oh, don't say it's because of it's because of you. <laughs> yeah. You shared uh, about to the black, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this ever again." That was it, really. Yeah, that, that was that was the end of it. But but now, is too nice. I hate it. I can't be near him. I'm never gonna achieve that level of niceness. So <laughs> let's fuck it. Let's just yeah. But but no. But by then it was. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd a, you know, young family by then and everything, and you know, I just got just got married and and whatnot, and um, I don't know, man. You know, we we were touring all these uh, amazing places, and and you know, we we'd done that round a lot of times. You know, everywhere we'd been, we'd been there multiple times. And I remember with you guys, you know, it was uh, it was all a bit like newer to you, and um, you know, I remember play. We we did a show in Rome, a show in Rome, and um, you know, all you guys went to the Coliseum and everything. And and I was like sitting in the bus playing Football Manager on my Mac or wherever, yeah. you know. And, it, and I just and, and we, I remember we had like three days off in Amsterdam, parked uh, outside the um, the Melkveg venue there. And yeah, it was Amsterdam. You know, it's, it's a place that so many people go to 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 have a good time. And and, what, and, I, and again, yeah, I remember watching. I think all of the Star Wars films. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and eating about and just eating walk to walk. Um yeah. and, and that was sort of I I was just done by then. I was just fried. I was just sort of you know, it wasn't enjoying it anymore. You know, in, in, enjoying the shows, but I, I could tell that the the passion had gone. So when it when it came around to speaking to the band, they weren't surprised at all, I don't think. Um and they understood. Um and we sort of I, you know, carried on doing uh, everything that we had in the books. Um, it was the end of that year. We 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 had some gig at the end of the year. It was in Gloucester Guildhall, I think it was, and uh, that ended up being be my last gig. And um, and one of the things that you know they said, oh, do, do you reckon that you could help us? You know, you could at least do this next album then. So um, which was uh, the. Bloody hell, which album was it? Well, come on, Armageddon, was it? No, no, it was the it was the one after um, uh, Con- Conduit. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so we went down and um, and we recorded that in James Dyson's son's oh, I house. Know, yeah. yeah, of the vacuum. What's it called? The distillery. Uh, the distillery. Yeah, yeah. So the the guy who makes all those uh, 
swanky vacuum cleaners and um, who's fucked off taking his business and fucked off to China now? We have Lord he Dyson gone to China, is he? Yeah, he's ship, right. shipping it all out. Uh, what a what a bastard! Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, we we went and um, his son had the studio, which was just you know incredible studio, and we went there and um, I made that record with uh, with with, uh, with your friend and mine, Romesh Dodengoda. Yes, we went and uh, made that record with him and. Um, and I left after that, and then it there was something then with the record label where they were like, "Oh, you know, I think the band needs to have a break or something, or something like the, we're probably not going to be able to re- release this record for another nine to twelve months, I think it was for whatever reason." And yeah. um, at that stage, then they were like, "Oh, you know, it's probably better then if that's the case. Then we just, you know, we'll get get our new drummer in and you know re record all that." So, mm-hmm. so there is a version of of Conduit out there with you know all my drum parts, and obviously we uh, oh. uh, wrote it together. But um, but yeah, that was that was the end of that then, and um, you know off they went and, and and did their thing. I did my thing. Um, joined, excuse me, joined uh, raw power management then. Was that a smooth uh, transition then from funeral to that? Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, because you know uh, Craig Jennings, who who runs um, Raw Power and was our manager and well, a Black House manager yep. and you know Kids in Glass Houses and, and many others. Um, it was one of those things when I told him uh, how I was feeling and, and that I was probably going to leave. Then he was like, oh, you know, "What what are you going to do?" I said, I'm, "I really want to get more into into management." And it's uh, like, right, okay. Okay, you know, fair enough. Good luck and and whatnot, and um, and that was that. Then you know we had th- this sit down that we had, and it's probably maybe maybe a week later. I said, oh, you know, we should uh, let's let's catch up. You know, just have a chat about something, and um, and that was that. We we sat down. He's like, you know, well, if you're gonna do this, why not uh, why not just do it at raw power? You know, when you come and come and work for me, and and you know, stay under. Well, you know, stay with the company really, yeah. which is which is what I did, and that was that was like late 2011, early 2012, and uh, had been there until just less than a year ago. Now, when I started Future History, nice. How did um yeah, how did that come about? Um yeah yeah, that was is is a strange one really. I'd I'd been when I started um. You know, when I left the band, as I said, you know, one of the reasons was I had a new family and I was always away and, you know, you could be on tour, you know, I could leave the house, you know, say say goodbye to my, my wife and kids and not see them for like three three months or more. Mm. And I was always, you know, the, the, the toughest part about, about being in a band and touring and, um, and, and yeah, it got to the point where it was like, well, you know, I don't want that sort of lifestyle anymore. Um wanted to be home more and that was managing and then I think you know for the first for the first few years at, at Raw Power it was um, you know I could get away with just coming in now and then um, but then as, as I sort of got more um, senior in in the company and working with bigger bands and um, and uh, you know having people you know having my own like assistants and stuff like that then I was really needed to be in London a lot more and and be there so that I could you know delegate or I could, you know yeah. have these meetings and you know because I had a more important role then as it were and working with you know bigger bands like Bullet for My Valentine and stuff like that then 
it called for me to be there a lot more and um and I was and I and I was living there I was living up in um up in Crouch End with, uh, with with two of the other guys from from Raw Power and uh, I was up there you know sort of three four days a week then which I you know I just felt like I was creeping back into how it used to be with touring really and um and yeah I think that 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 was the main thing that was the main thing yeah and um just wanting to wanting to be home more. That you know, that was a big thing, and and just I don't know. It just felt like time, really. It just felt like the right time. I you know, I learned so much there and opened so many doors. But um, yeah, it was time for me to do my own thing. You know, I was I was looking at different bands that I knew that I would would not be wouldn't have been able to bring into to raw power just because you know the they had so much going on there and yeah. so much for me to do with um you know with the big bands i was working with there so it it, it was that really yeah. um you know so, no sort of yeah. uh bad uh breakup stories or anything like that it was, it was just the right time who were you looking at who were you looking after at raw power at the time bullet tonight alive as well um i had been for a while yeah i'd um i mean i started working with tonight alive in in 2012 when they'd They'd only been over here, uh, over to the UK, just just the one time, and um, I went over to. It was really exciting because it, it was I'd been working at the company for a couple of months, and um, and Craig had said, "Oh, you know, we got this 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 brand new band from Australia. They're really cool. You know, I think you'd like them." And I checked them out. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know that's, that's really cool. You know, it got that. Um, it was very much at the time a." Uh, you know, para, you know, they were always going to get that Paramore yeah. comparison yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know they're doing what they were doing, and um, and you know with uh, yeah, they were just always going to get that having a female singer and everything, and so so I went out to Warp that year, 2012, and watched them, and um, you know thought it was great, and 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 took it from there, and we did we did a lot of great stuff together. Um, you know, the first tour I ever did with them, they were headlining them. The Barfly in um, in London, which is like a 200 capacity venue, and in the space of 18 months, we had sold out two Cocos, which are like you Ooh. know you know yeah like yeah. 12 1300 each, and you know a Manchester Academy, and um, nice. and yeah you know we we're feeling good about it all, but um, it's one of those things where at the time you know they had a different US manager, and. Um, it, it, it was difficult. It's 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 a it's a difficult situation when you've got one management team in the US and then one management team elsewhere, and you've mm. got those. You know, it's hard enough when you've got one manager and yeah. you've just got a band. It's it's really hard to um, you know make those decisions and to um, you know decide what's the best route for the band. You know, what's when should they be in the US? When should they be in the UK? When when should they be in Oz? What should be the next single? You know, this, it, and it was it was it was really tough. And um, you know, they'd. It, I think it got to the point where where something something had to give, and you know they'd been with their um, U.S. management longer, and the U.S. management was sort of the the band wanted to go in a bit more of a poppy direction, which yeah. you which you saw mm. happening. Yeah. Um, you know, from from my point of view, I was very much always thought that you know they were just a really great rock band. Um, yeah, because I personally I've got a lot of love for Tonight Alive, but they've been a band who have changed through every album, both image image wise and music. So we're working so close to them. Was that a thing that they always wanted to kind of do? Yeah. Did they tell you prior to them changing that they were 
Or was it yeah, could, to be could a poppy? You, could you always see that they were once one record was out there, the next one needed to be completely flip turned, or was it? It was tough because you know they they were very young um, and you know really great people. I know I can't say enough uh, good things about them as people. They're, they're wonderful people, and they're very young and they got signed to a major label uh, when they when they were you know still teenagers and. Um, had a lot of expectation on on their shoulders, and um, had a lot of unfair comparison. I think with, with with Paramore, you know, just because essentially just because Jen is a female and Haley Williams is female. Um, so I th- I think that there was a lot of external pressure there, um, and I just wanted to. I don't know. I I was always just a real believer in them doing what they were doing naturally, and. I, I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of voices saying you should do this, you yeah. should do that, you should okay. be this, you should be that, and um, yeah, some something had to give, and, and and that was and that was that then, you know. Which um, and it's it's a shame because I think uh, I think we we were onto really great things there, and there was you know particular things that were on the horizon after doing that um, after doing that. Uh, that that run of shows where they'd sold, you know, we'd upgraded every single show. They'd um, they had the, like I say, the the double Coco sellout yeah. and the uh, Manchester Academy and just every show on the tour. And after that, then we'd been offered to uh, headline Brixton. Ooh, um, and I can say it now, you know, the, the the bill that was proposed was Tonight Live, Neck Deep, and Paris. Nice. Oh wow, which would have been amazing, but. Um, they didn't want to do it um, for whatever reason at the time because I don't know it was um, maybe not wanting to be seen as you know a pigeonhole in that yeah, pop punky punk. sort yeah. of yeah, thing and it. you know the, the record that came out after, after that um, w- w- was very different mm. and you know lots of electronic stuff and you know very very poppy and, and whatnot so at the time you know they didn't feel like it was the it was the right that's thing that's crazy though. yeah it's mad to think especially all those bands you just mentioned that that time would have been three of the hottest bands in the scene at the t- really yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, abso- oh, yeah. absolutely i mean paris were it was one of those things w- w- with paris that they they were quite new but it was it was you know anyone could see that that that, that was going to happen yeah. you know that mm. band was was going somewhere, um, and of course, neck deeper on that uh, upward trajectory mm. that they've continued to be on. Um, I mean, you know, maybe this was just an idea that was proposed to us by the promoter at the time. Maybe, maybe neck deep or Paris might know or wanted to have done it. I don't yeah. know, but um, but yeah, that was um, you know that was the idea, which which would have been really cool. Um, but yeah, like I say, it, it sometimes happens. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it, but I would say yeah. It's a very difficult situation when you've got that many um, chefs in the kitchen, as it were. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, can imagine. Well, fast forward to today. Yeah. Ma- you managing again futuristry management. Um, yeah, tell us the, some of the lineup. Yeah, well, the first band. I mean, I was um, I was managing holding absence at Raw Power. Um, they were a band of the South Wales band, which you know I'm based in South Wales, as as we all are here. And um, it was one of those things where they'd come through. I'd met I'd, I'd met James at um, at the Download Festival in uh, it was yeah it was 2016, and uh, we had the 
the the football, the European Championship uh, football was on, and um, my friend uh, Dean Whitaker, who's a promoter down in South Wales, he he was uh, he was coming up, and I, and I and I said, oh yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be watching the the football in the in the tent, and he said, oh yeah, can I can I bring my mate James as well? Um, he's in a band holding up. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, but you both got to wear a Wales jersey, though, if you want to come in the tent for the football. <laughs> and he's like, ah, he's like, you're serious? I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, oh, James hasn't gone. Like, he's really tall. He's like six foot six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's really tall and they don't yeah. make tops big enough. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't even know him. I said, oh, well, sorry, he's got he's got, a, he's got to have a Wales shirt. You have to wait outside then. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise I'm the only person in this tent with a Wales shirt on. Yeah. And everyone else with, with their English shirt. Look, so. I need somebody else to wear a Wales shirt to be the shield in case yeah, somebody just tries in... to stab me. Yeah, I need you two massive fellas to come in the tent in Wales shirt. Yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, so it was, it was funny then. I, uh, the game was about to start and I looked out and and there, and there was Dean waving outside. Ryan, Ryan, and he got his whale shit on, and this uh, this big tall fella next to him with a whale, <laughs> a brand new whale shirt that he had just bought the Aww. day before. It was brilliant. I said, like, oh, yeah, fair play to us. Oh, I like this guy coming in, and um, yeah, you know, I had uh, good fun. And um, and then on the way home, then we we, we were driving back. Cause I had a lift back home um, with uh, with Dean and James, and he was like, oh yeah. If, um, you know, you get get a lot of it. I suppose. Oh, I'm in a band uh, called Holding Absence. So I'll uh, I'll send you like you know I'll send, I'll email you some stuff. I was like, oh, cool, man. And I think at the time he was like, oh yeah, yeah, we we haven't released anything yet, but it's it's coming. You know, we've got a we've got a new singer, and the first tracks like coming out on the weekend. I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, I'll keep an eye out for it. And um, and it came out, and I saw it, and I was like, I was like, geez, you know, this is this is really really good. Like this is this is awesome. And um, you know, I know you've said the same thing to me privately, you know, but um, first time I saw them and, and, and hearing them, it, it felt like, you know, when, when Funeral was coming through oh, and yeah. when, you know, the blackout and Kids in Glass Houses and everything else, you know, I got that same sort of buzz and excitement from me. You know, it, it was rough around the edges and whatnot and it was new and um, and they were getting to grips with it, but, but there was something there. And um, Lucas is incredible singer um just just a real natural front man and um you know the guys are great musicians and that was it you know i was like oh you know i I just really need to work with this band if it was a real passion project for me and i was like um you know because they were welsh as well i was like yeah we can you know we can really do something here and um and we did i got i got to bring them into into raw power and um and develop it you know it um you know, we took took our time with it. Really, it it been because it all happened quite quickly for them. They got together. You know, they, Lucas joined the band, and then a few days later, their their first um, video was up online on Dreambound, and it's you know it's getting like it had like you know twenty thousand plays in the first week. You know, for a brand new band that nobody yeah, had ever heard of. And, um, yeah, and then and then Sharptone Records, um, who we'd uh, we'd be working with. Uh, them Europa with because they signed Don Broco yeah and um, I think they may have signed Miss May I while they were still with us maybe but uh, but yeah they were working with Don Broco mm-hmm. and um, and then we, I reached out because uh, James had said ah oh, you know someone from Sharpton has been in touch so I, so I sent them and I was like oh, hey guys you so you know this band Holding Absence and then the guy Sal the, the two guys Sal and Sean came back and said oh yeah yeah we love that band You are you guys going to be working with them I was like, yeah, yeah, I think we are. I think we are. And um, so I think, you know, next couple of days, they were like, right, let's get on the phone and let's work out a deal because, you know, we want to sign the band. And right. so we did, you know, within a sort of within 
a couple, you know, a couple of months of even just knowing of the band and knowing the guys, you know, we'd taken them to Raw Power, they'd signed to Sharp Tone, um, you know, they'd been on uh, signed to UTA then for for booking. So it was it was all very quick and um, and yeah, from there then, it, they just one of those bands that just wanted to play everywhere. Really, yep. get get out there and play, and um, you know, up and down the country, they didn't you know care where or how much the fee was or how many people were going to be there they just that had that work ethic of less you know we want to get out there we want to play and um and yeah you know we built that up so it was i guess you know over a year then and uh, had a few had a couple of lineup changes in the band and it finally be, became time to think about right let's let's get that debut album going because they'd yeah. released just singles mm-hmm. sporadically and um and yeah, they, they they wrote an amazing debut record. And at the time, you know, I was uh, they hadn't fully recorded it yet. I was leaving Raw Power, and um, and yeah, they came, they came along with me. You know, they were my sort of um, first band to, to bring across. And uh, you know, it's great to say that it's all going really great with them. Yeah. And people oh, they're are, awesome. They are awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the, everyone's loving the record and yeah. you know the live show. And um, oh yeah, like you said, when I saw him in Cardiff. That's how I genuinely felt. Like me and you stood there and we watched like from the side and just just to see the passion in the kids, not even just the band, but the passion in the fans as well. And it was just this one big thing that just made me like you said, just remember the old days when it was that excitement was there. And I was yeah, I was just blown away by it. Because like I'd heard them before and I really liked it. But then is you can hear somebody on record and really like it. And then when you see them, you could be a bit dis- bit disappointed by it. Complete opposite with all in absence. I thought the record was great, and then I saw them live, and I was like, "Wow, this is a resurgence for South Wales." Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say about the fan base as well, because you know that was something that um, really impressed me, and, and still does with them is their relationship with their with yeah. their fan base. You know, they've got the uh, they've got their like Facebook group called uh, "You Are Everything" as a group, and um, just the community on there is is something that's uh, you know you know. Um, I, I couldn't believe, but b- before the, their debut album was even released, so many people sending in tattoos that they've had, you know, of the mm. of the of the their moth icon, and people having it across their throat and across their chest, yeah. and you know, and and stuff like that. So they've got that real, uh, well, real bond with with their fan base, and um, I think that's something that was really important. Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, well, yeah. I've seen it from following them all on social media, and like it's not doesn't feel like a fake thing like sometimes you can see when bands are doing it and it feels fake and it's just a bit like oh this is plastic but yeah with them i genuinely believe they are kids who are playing music two kids who love music yeah who it, was, hear that music. it was a connection from day one it seemed yeah and yeah as you mentioned the people getting the tattoos straight away and everything like that it just seemed that they bonded with people with fans from the get-go yeah yeah completely yeah they really did and 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 you know i can say that behind the scenes it's it's exactly the same um you know it's not just um something that they that they put out on you know online or on the group you know every conversation that we have about what we're doing and um i mean you know a good um a good reference point is when um they were well we were back in march when we did the headline tour it was originally we had capsize on the tour um the u.s band and we were going to do the european shows with them and um they obviously uh they had allegations of misconduct come up and um and the first thing that as soon as the band found out 
they were like, you know, we 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 can't do these European shows. You know, it's uh, it's not fair on our fans to yeah. you know to to put them in that uncomfortable position. You know, there was there was a, there was never any thought of oh, you know, we're gonna lose some money here or oh, we've put these deposits down for the van or blah blah blah. Because they were, you know, they they lost out on on money on a tour but there was never any sort of concern whatsoever for that it was just you know we need to to do this for our fans you know we need to make these steps and and that's always the way it is with them you know they're really honest and yeah. and uh, and true people yeah oh, nice awesome lovely, lovely and, kids and with that you're looking after a few more bands Loathe yeah well, well with Loathe yeah that came um last when was it yeah it was 2017 yes it was um so at the end of um at the end of 2016 excuse me and we were uh, looking at you know what what should we do next touring wise and um what should we do next released wise because up until that point uh holding absence had you know they'd done a few support tours and they'd um you know, released, a, I don't know, maybe three singles. It was something like that. And what what next? And um, and we came up with the idea of, of doing a split because a lot of our favorite um, bands growing up did did splits mm-hmm. and, you know, split finals and whatnot. And obviously with online, you can do that sort of thing online too. And, um, and the band that they unanimously wanted to do that with was Loathe. You know, they'd played shows together before. I mean, if you if you look at the first ever Hold an Absence video for Permanent, uh, Lucas is wearing a Loathe t-shirt, yeah. which is, you know, first time I'd ever saw that band name or anything like that. Um, so we did that, and we put the we put this tour together called the This Is As One Tour, and it was the split EP release, so you know, two songs uh, with each band, and then just rotating headline around the UK then, and yeah. um, which was which was yeah, it was it was a really exciting um, thing to do because we we handpicked supports from the UK for every show, and um, and even from then, you know, we had modern era at the time who've you know gone on to do really yeah. cool things you know really great up and coming band um parting gift again the signed to fearless um uh, sleep token who you know you know another uh, future history band just signed to universal um fox joe again another one that are, <laughs> uh, future history and uh, just about to, to sign a deal in the next few days but but yeah i mean it, it was really exciting and, and it's cool that you know all those bands that we had played with, Lotus Eater was another one, and you know they've just signed to God Complex. I mean, you look you look back on that poster with all the bands that were sort of, um, you know, opening under Loathe and Holding Absence. It was incredible yeah. to, to, you know, it really was, uh, you know, c- capturing a moment in time. So, so yeah, with Loathe, you know, I was obviously highly involved in. Um, you know, making that um, that split record work and yeah. and the tour and um, you know, I I hadn't seen them before then. You know, I hadn't watched the band live. You know, I liked their music and whatnot, but um, but they just on oh, live is something else. Just unbelievable live band and um, and yeah, when the opportunity came up to work with them, which was just as about as I was about to launch Future History, it was like yeah, you know, absolutely. And um, and again, they've been. They've been working on their their second album now for and almost finished that and um, they're out with Hollywood and Dead at the moment and uh, I went along to see them at uh, Brixton Academy the other day and uh, it's one of those places Brixton where it can be pretty unforgiving for mm. a support oh, act yeah. um, you know whether that be 
the sound or, or the reception or, or you know sometimes a band who are doing you know pretty good and going around the UK and smashing the you know the smaller sort of underground circuit if you like sometimes you know you can you can put them on stage at somewhere translate. like yeah you can put them you know somewhere like Brixton Academy and um and it's just it's too much for them you know it, it, it can just swallow you up because it's, it's just so uh overwhelming but um but yeah you know just watching them go out there and really attack it and and own the stage and 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 um you know i wasn't sure what sort of response they would have from the fan base of hollywood undead because they're the, you know they're a much different sounding band and yeah. and low they're a, you know just really heavy abrasive um you know entity and um and to see yeah see how well they did up on that stage which was the biggest show they'd ever played just really bodes well for i think where they're going the in future, the future yeah oh, fantastic um going back now to the funeral days and we mentioned leaving in 2012 just after doing welcome home i'll get in and conduit i think at that time a lot of fans felt that that was the kind of second coming the funeral for a friend after everything that's happened over the last couple of years for you deciding to leave with all the management stuff coming up did you feel it was kind of the perfect time to leave because everything was on a positive and it wasn't any negatives going you hadn't fallen out with the guys it was just you wanted to try something new yeah yeah it was and um you know we we had the the, the first li- the, the the same lineup for the first two records for for casually dressed and and, and for ours you know which um i think people generally look at look upon as the sort of um i don't know quintessential um funeral mm. records and then you know uh, gareth our bass player left after after the we did uh, the third record tales and tell themselves and then um and then darren left after we did the fourth record memory and humanity and and i think by that time the most of the, you know the the band so you know myself darren chris and matt were probably you know not to speak for them but we, we you know we we'd been around the world so many times we had you know we'd we'd done it felt like you know we'd we'd done everything we were felt it felt like just the the band maybe it was just me more so me than anyone else but felt a bit jaded at the time so um so when when gav and um and rich came in um you know both from honda mclean which which i'd re- you know i'd been an original member of that band when those pair came in it was um you know, it's like a breath of fresh air, really, because it was all brand new to them and um, excited. It's nice to see other people excited, and yeah, you can get jaded. It's like we took Scott, Scott Evans. We took him to Australia as like a guitar tech on um, on Soundwave, and it was more exciting for me to have him there because he was new to everything than it was to have just be. If I was just with my band, I'd have been bored all the time and just been like, "All right, yeah, we've done this." Yeah, but because Scott was there, I was like. Oh, we need to go see this. You need to see this. Check this out. And yeah, yeah, like we were saying with Gavin, Rich, it was just a, a new energy, just an excitable energy. It, exactly, it was that, and um, you know, they, they they brought a lot to the uh, to the band as well. You know, to the to, to the live show, and um, I still think that the the Welcome Home Armageddon record, which was the first record we did with with that lineup, I, I still think. I, I, I sort of changed my mind from day to day, but it's, it's, it might be my favorite funeral record. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. I think it's one of those that um, if you go back and, and listen to it now, it's um, it's a really strong record. I mean, uh, and, and a lot of that was down to what, what Gav and, and what Rich brought to the band. And, um, and yeah, I, th- I think that 
there was a sort of thing to it where they had come in and they had injected all this new life into the band. And I think that was really one of the things that made me realize that I was sort of over it, really, um, because I was seeing how much they were enjoying it. And um, and I knew that I wasn't enjoying it as much. And I almost felt a bit like I was, um, you know, didn't deserve to be there anymore, you know. I didn't... um, you know, I, I was living many, many people's dreams. I mean, every, anyone who's ever picked up an instrument, I suppose, you know, touring the world and um, doing these shows and, and, and whatnot. And um, I don't know, yeah, there, there was that sort of element of feeling a bit guilty about, about it. And and I had done all my, you know, crazy partying in, in the first, you know, few years of being in the band, you know, mm-hmm. just drinking every night and, and whatnot. And, and by the time I got to that point, I was... You know, I'd just become a father for the first time and got married. And I, I think for the the first big tour, I mean, we toured across Europe with um, Bullet for Valentine, and that was the first big tour that they were both on, I, th- I think. Um, it's either that or one tour after. But uh, but I, I think I stopped drinking entirely for that tour and um, for whatever reason. And, uh, and then they were obviously it was all new to them so they were going out and you know get, getting pissed and having a great time and you know and it, and, it, and I found it bothering me when it when it really was unfair that it was and it, yeah. and it's like but then I you know I realized it's like this is my problem you know they they're just doing what I did and they should be and they should be enjoying it but but I'm not and I, I kind of felt like I was sort of um been a bit of you know a bit of a stick in the mud and, and ruining other people's enjoyment of it. So it, between that and everything else, it felt like it was like right, let's um, you know let's someone else come in here and um, and and have this amazing opportunity to, to do something and, um, and and then yeah, that's how it went really. Oh wow! And speaking of the uh, early days, actually almost sixteen years since Cadbury Dressed and Deep in Conversation was released. Well, bloody hell! Um, by your reaction, I'm sure that. Time's just flown since then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's mad to to hear when 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 you say that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking away, thinking about how long I was. Bloody hell! Yeah, sixteen. It does. It does. Yeah. It. it I mean, it's funny because I mean, in some ways it feels like yesterday, but in some ways it feels like different life. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally an absolute lifetime ago. I mean, I I sometimes find myself thinking that you know it's like yeah you know, that you're like literally a different person yeah then i mean i th- i know there's a sort of scientific thing to it where you sort of completely regenerate your body over you know oh, the course yeah, the of time. so many yeah over the, and um and that's how it feels really you know it does feel like um like a different person but um but oh, yeah so yeah sometimes it feels like dreams to me like i was like did i do that then that's mad yeah like <laughs> if it wasn't if the internet disappears now I got no proof I was in a band, I don't think. I've got some CDs and stuff, but I'm not on my fit my picture's not on them, so you can't prove it's mine. Yeah. No, that that, that, that that's it. I mean, and and I think yeah, it was it was weird and I, and I I sort of forgotten about a lot of those um you know, feelings I suppose and and I like so it, it was really nice to get to have like what well, it was ended up being two um more uh, opportunities to to play with a band uh, right at the end, you know, for the for the last two shows with the uh, the two the the two London shows. I was, um, I mean, I was only going to do they were playing two nights in the Forum and they they the uh, in London, and uh, the first night was was doing Casually Dressed and the second night was doing um, Hours in its entirety. And you know that those sh- 
it had been you know it'd been one of those things where you know the band was sort of playing like smaller shows and whatnot and doing you know making sort of more hardcore sounding records really yeah. um like the the last record you know it's it's, it's more of a hardcore record than anything yeah, which definitely. is which, you know which is very much i mean conduit as well to a certain extent you know there's a lot of uh hardcore influences there which is um a lot of that comes from from matt um and his love of hardcore and you know that really shining through but um but yeah you know they'd be been becoming more that you know that sort of band and then when they announced the um you know the end of the band which you know which i'd known about for, for quite a, you know quite a while um when they announced that um and they put these shows on sale i think you know they were like oh you know i wonder how they're gonna do you know and i remember them just selling out instantly and and uh you know i know they, they did like a two forums um but I, I believe at the time, I believe they got offered to do to move both shows up to Brixton. Um, but they, I remember the guys didn't want to do that. They felt like no, you know, no, this is, this feels right. You know, it feels like yeah. the right place to do it. And um, and yeah, like I say, I was um, gonna uh, always plan on going to that uh, that last but one show, the the hours one. Um, so you know, got up and did. Uh, did a vocal on uh, this year's most open heartbreak from the uh, nice. from the uh, the the EP the four ways or uh, seven, seven ways, ways if you're in America yeah <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I did that and and you know I sort of had my um, kind of farewell on that night then you know yeah. said you know uh, said goodbye to it all really because the next night then I was managing um, I was managing a band from from Japan for Raw Park called Cold Rain and. Um, and obviously they'd come over from Japan and they were doing a that was their biggest UK headline show at the moment um, at the time they were playing the uh, the borderline in London and it was um, and I was like oh yeah so I can't come tomorrow because I'm going to be at that but uh, it was one of those things it was like out of a movie I was there I was over at the gig and I was sort of like looking at my watch and I was like they're not on yet they're not on yet and I and I, and I, and I actually said said to the band um, I said to the cold ring before the show I was like I'm really sorry about this I've got to go I was like, I've got to, got something I got to do. Yeah, you know, like a movie. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw it. Do you know what? I literally that yes, and was my natural reaction to this movie happening, and you going, guys, I gotta go. There's somebody that needs me right now. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So I like straight, oh. straight, straight on the on the old Uber, straight in. Yeah. You know the theme music playing on my journey. I don't know what you know, <laughs> I of the tiger or something. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, and um, and sort of got, got there. Door, couldn't get in. Sold out. Yeah, <laughs> so, sold out. Ba- banging on the door. Banging on the back door. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me in. It was good night. <laughs> but no, no, I had, uh, I still had my um, my, my pass in my pocket, oh, my, nice. my my tour pass from the night before. So I was like, right, and I sort of running the stage door, and um, and they, I think they had, like just started playing, and it was one of those like like it um. Like on the end of Spinal Tap, if uh, anyone's listening has ever watched Spinal Tap, when um, Nigel Tufnell comes out at the end and he's yeah. sort of standing side stage, and uh, and uh, I think it was Gav like looked over at the side and sort of sp- I was like, oh, you know, I came over and he's like, come out and do Juno tonight. I was like, all right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to ask me twice. Uh, and the other you know, the other guys didn't didn't even know I was there. Like so. Um, Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Who's this? Yeah! Uh, get him off! Then. Get him off! <laughs> I thought he'd left. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, can't get rid of him. Um, yeah, so come out and did that, and then you know it was uh, it was it was pretty awesome. You know, finishing that night and sort of um, 
being on the stage while uh, yeah, part of it all. Yeah, yeah, and, and and being on there for the sort of um, the 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 swan song, as it were, when when the band played history, and you know myself was on stage, and um, and Darren Smith, you know the get uh, the uh, first guitarist for the first four records, you know he was on on the stage, and um, you know some of our you know the crew and, and people who had been yeah. um, you know important part of the band, you know just so it was good that uh, you know got to got to do that and yeah. and, and make that. Uh, make that rush across down to make oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. A great story. Oh, yeah, you might have regretted it forever otherwise. Oh, I would have, that. yeah. Yeah, I would have. Because, I mean, you know, I'd, it's one of those things where it seemed pretty final, you know. Um, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of times a band can split up and, and, and even then in their head be like, oh, you know, probably come back in a couple of years, you know, we'll give it a minute, you know, this, yeah. before people started calling it an indefinite hiatus. Um, but it did feel, yeah, it felt, you know, very final because I knew Matt was... Um, I think you you know you're planning to to move away to Germany. Yeah, do you know um, what they're um do you know what they're all up to now? I've spoke to Chris. Chris was on about coming on you. Oh, good. I'd like that uh, very much. You should. He's a very interesting chap. Yeah, and um, and a I just, yeah, I just get Bob. You have to wind him up constantly because Bob and Chris, <laughs> Bob, mind one of the most miserable people I've ever met. Right, loved would be absolutely happy by Chris's misery all the time. <laughs> well, he's going to be. I think he'd be sorely disappointed because Chris is a very upbeat individual. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it's not being around me every day, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, yeah, I think Bob would be sorely disappointed now. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's very he's very he's very very trim as well now, Chris. Well, yeah. Chris, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's looking good. He's nice. he's uh, got into his running, um, you know, for the last few years. Nice. And he's, is he playing guitar anymore? Do you know or yeah? Well, fun, like yeah. Well, funnily enough, I mean, it's because you know, he's unbelievable on mm. guitar. I mean, you know, one of one of the most. I don't even want to say underrated because a lot of people do appreciate how great he is, you know. But um, you know, he definitely deserves to be. Um, he, I feel like you know, he, he developed his, his his own style. You know, yeah. he, he, I used to be blown away. I just watch him and just watch his fingers just up and down the board. Like <laughs> he's doing shapes I didn't even know you could do <laughs> with your fingers, and he's just unbelievable on guitar. So, well, this is it. I mean, he's. His his favorite bands are Pantera and the Smashing Pumpkins, and nice. I think you know when you when you listen back, he, he you know he's got the sort of um, virtuoso way of of you know it's making simple. riffs and stuff, yeah. But whereas whereas Pantera used to just really you know make it as as heavy as possible, you know he he still had that um, that sort of melodic sensibility of of those bands like Smashing Pumpkins and whatnot that, yeah. that he would. Uh, you know, work these technical riffs around, and it was. You know, I always used to. It was used to be the best thing when he used to set, because that was usually the way it'd work. Is Chris would, you know, especially for the first couple of albums, and you know, the from the second EP and the and the first two albums is is that Chris would record just all these amazing riffs, um, and then just you know either send them to me or or, or to Darren, um, and. And, and we just sort of build from it, you know, build from these incredible riffs. That's yeah. where you usually start. You know, you know, sometimes Matt would um, Matt would write a sort of because Matt comes from a different um, background, you know, punk and, and whatnot. You know, he's a very different style of guitar playing. I mean, for example, Streetcar and Hours, that was a Matt song. You know, when you hear it, you know, it's, it's like galloping riffs and, mm. and like um, finger tapping. You're like, no, nah, surely not. It's like, yeah, well, what that that song started out as a sort of 
if it wasn't an acoustic guitar, then it was certainly like a clean guitar. Yeah. And Matt, you know, was just singing the whole song, um, the demo. There was there was none of that gallop in it or anything. It was just like a really folky, um, you know, so, sort of thing. And um, and yeah, you know, we took it and, and and you know, Chris did the the chugs, and you know, I put the gallops in, and Darren did the um, you know the finger tapping stuff over the chorus and stuff. And 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 that and that's a lot of the t- a lot of the time we did that as well it took matt's song and just made it funeral so it was yeah. uh, it was kept it quite fresh that's cool what's yeah. matt up to now I've, I've seen him on facebook and stuff and i see he's in germany but i'm not yeah well matt's in germany his um because his wife is one of the um one of the co-founders owners of um avocado booking, oh, booking. nice yeah yeah so you know they, they, they've um you know, they've always um, historically been a you know punk hardcore um, yeah. booking agency, and but but you know they've had some really really big successes lately with bands like you know Parkway Drive being the main one. You know they've booked them from day one, and um, and I believe Matt's role. Um, I'm pretty sure he's he's like this uh, the the social media um, guy at. Um, Avocado. At Avocado, yeah, the social media manager there. So oh, that's cool. what, that's what he's doing. So he's, I mean, from the from the moment he, you know, he 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 met his wife, um, you know, it was two thousand and uh, two thousand five, I think. You know, just just before after we we did ours, he he just fell in love with everything Germany. You know, he's uh, he was a real, um, you know, he he started picking up the language real quick and got really into that. You know, and just you know the German punk scene and hardcore scene and. Um, just every time we went to Germany, he, he just felt like he was home. You know, when we always used to tour there, and it, it was obvious he'd, he'd he'd always end up there. Yeah. Um, so so they're there and they're happy. Um, so Gareth, then our original bass player, he's he's been living in um, Vegas, in yeah. Las Vegas, yeah, for God, a, a long shit. I mean, well, we saw him. We did Warp Tour in two thousand nine, right? I think we saw him out there then. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because he left the band in. I want to say so 2008 um, because he'd he'd met his wife out there while we were on tour. Um, I remember it, it, it was a funny old night because we, we had a night off in Vegas and obviously you know the casinos and, uh, and whatnot and um, and we were in one of the casinos and there was uh, I I believe she was uh, she was it was either her or her sister she was doing an, an acoustic set um, in one of the in one of the casinos and. Um, and yeah, they 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 met that night, and the rest was history. Then, and he's been there ever since. Um, he's got like three kids, I don't know. Um, so he's. Oh, I remember when we saw him. I th- yeah, like you said, it'd been a year since he'd been over there or whatever, and he was just over, over the moon to hear Welsh accents again. <laughs> just it had been so long, but yeah, we spent. A I don't know if he's got his anymore. I haven't chatted to him in a while, but um, oh, I see him on Instagram. I started following him on Instagram a couple of months back, but he doesn't do much talking on it. I'd like to know. Yeah, like, I, I reckon probably I re- a twang. I re- yeah, he is. Yeah, he used to. He did start when he was still in the band. Instead of saying "mom," it'd be "mommy." Ah, oh, mm. mom, <laughs> mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd think he's probably got a bit of the old, uh, the old Vegas twang band. Yeah. yeah. Going going back to the the first two records, as you mentioned, a lot of people re-see those as the focal point of feel for a friend. But at that time. I think it's safe to say the band were kind of the poster child for that scene and they even crossed over to the mainstream a lot where you guys were on top of the pop quite a few times. You were even on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Yeah. 
And you just talk to us a little bit about all those mad experiences and seeing both of those worlds combined for you. Yeah, it, it was it was wild, really, because we'd we'd all come, I mean, everyone in the band we'd we'd all come from that. Um, it's very much DIY punk hardcore metal scene of just just putting on our own shows around the South Wales area. Um, we, you know, in Bridgend, you know, here in Merthyr Tidville, um, in, in and you know, for the most part, we'd mo- most well, at least at least at least once a month, we'd put on a all day in in Newport in in TJ's, which is uh, sadly gone now. But um, we'd 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 book it one you know a Saturday every month or two, and then just everyone who's actually in a band got to showcase that they were in a band and and then we had the same up up here in Merthyr with with r m s then you know you you'd have that and and that was it really that was our sort of um our community our scene then um you know there was nothing really much further than that and then um and then the first the first drummer in funeral who played on the first e p johnny phillips um he's um you know he's well he still he left the band to to work for the promoter s j m promote for s j m and he still does now but um at the time he started bringing uh bigger bands into in, into that scene, really, into South Wales. Oh, and, yeah, he did Sick Future promotions, didn't he, before SJM? Sick Future, that was it, yeah. You know, we and, and then you these, our bands got to play with these bigger bands then coming through, um, you know, your, your Stamping Grounds and your, your, your Will Havens and um, oh, all sorts, really. You know, we had loads of stuff coming through, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, that th- and then w- when when we started doing what we do in funeral, we all it was is t- just to be able to still play in those circles. But then, um, but when Johnny left and I joined the band, and he was sort of in that position at, um, at SJM, he you know he offered us a tour with with Boy Sets Fire, and we were like, oh my god, it's like our favorite band, yeah. um, and we're like, Jesus, it's like. And and that was like right. This is like the best thing that's ever going to happen to us. Really, let's let's do this. And um, and yeah, people just started getting into it and hearing about it organically. And um, and then you know we got signed to 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 a major label. Then we got signed to Atlantic. Um, and, and did our four ways to scream your name EP. There was that crazy crank cover as well that had um Matt's fa- like Matt's silhouette. Yes, and it said that, like the best band in the world or whatever it was or the future yeah, best or band most in the world. exciting or some, yeah. something like that on it yeah and that, and that was it and um and yeah there was it, we you know there, there was that there, there was us then in the uk but there, there was a lot of um you know bands in the us that were that were coming through and bubbling and bubbling and you know bands like finch and stuff like that in this sort of new thursday and yeah. and all that that sort of new um well, nobody knew what to call it back then, so that's where the I guess the you know it wasn't emo because you know because emo was already there. It was you know you were your yeah. jade, jade tree and you said you know Texas it's kind is of the reason. Post hardcore vibe, I suppose, wasn't it? Post hardcore. Well, this must have been the conversation that magazines and stuff were having, you know. So so they so it's like oh well, we need to make up something new for this. So yeah. it's like right, it's screamo. It is then because him up the back, he's screaming up there. So yeah. um, <laughs> which is me. Um, so yeah, and and then. And then My Chemical Romance started um, started coming through, um, obviously in a big way, and and bands like that, and and, and that sort of and Thrice and um, the Used and TBS, t- yeah, yeah, the t- channel, the band, yeah. <laughs> the TV channel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is it. I mean, they, they all started coming, and that became a yeah the scene, and I guess we were the 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 UK. Uh, Ambassador to the scene, yeah. I guess we were. I guess we were really because. 
you know, we we were we went out to to the states really early on. Um, you know, after we'd um, well before I think before we'd done the first full length. No, we had just done the first full length. Yeah, so we went out and our first tour in the states was um, so we were opening. It was. Every time I die, um, we just released "Hot Damn" nice. oh, wow. at the time. Okay, cave in. Oh, riffs. Yeah, and um, from autumn to ashes, oh. we're, we're headlining. And um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, every time I die at that, it was like you know, "Hot Damn" is it's become known as a sort of seminal yeah. record now. And um, playing it in full at two thousand trees, I believe. Yeah. Oh well, I, I, I will yeah. be in the pit for. I shall be, be. No interviews going on when every time I die are on because I will be trying to break my own leg off to hit somebody with. I will be there. Yes, you can hit me in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so it was that, and then and then cave in. Then I mean, uh, I was I was getting it actually because a couple of weeks ago they they were playing in um, in London. I had a ticket where I wasn't able to. You believe that? Did she just chirp up then about when it was? I did, yeah, I didn't ask. Did yeah. <laughs> just tell you when it was? Yeah, that's amazing. Knock that off. This is over. The government. The had. government are listening. I thought I had Siri. Is yeah, yeah. Thanks, Siri. It was it was Friday, April twelfth. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's mental. Oh, proper she's, uh, she's Edward Snowden shit, you know. <laughs> but if do you mind if I if I continue now, Siri? Or is that right with you? You whistleblowing shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do not disturb. Yeah, put that on. Right. Sorry about that. But no, I know. I was just going to say, you know, we um, that was the first US tour we did with them, and um, and I hadn't really seen much of them since then. And um, yeah, you know, tragically, uh, Caleb, the bass player, um, was was killed in a in a car accident um, back back last year. So they they were coming over and they were doing this uh, show, um, you know, to um, like a fundraiser for the family and whatnot. And it was a shame not to see them because they genuinely they. If not the the best, then one of the best bands I've ever toured with. I mean, and certainly at that time, it was um, they had just uh, the the record they they had released prior was um, was Antenna, which was yeah. um, you know more of a they they started out as a you know super heavy um, you know I don't want to say metal, but it was super yeah, heavy. Yeah, was that like hmm. Yeah, yeah. They started out as that, and then they you know, they started transitioning and, and getting to this more sort of um, space rock, alti rock thing, which I loved. You know, I loved yeah. uh, loved that record. Um, but they hadn't played any of the old stuff for uh, for ages, and I and I just remember tur- you know turning up and, and being a fan and be like, oh, you know, I love that we get to tour with Cave In, and um, and they opened, um, you know, the first night they opened the set with. Um, uh, it was it was one of the, it was one of the the the, the longer the one of the uh, more atmospheric songs on the latest record, and then they just uh, blasted into to moral eclipse, which is like nice. one of the. And I was just like, oh my god! And then everyone in the crowd, you could see their face was just like, oh shit! And I, and I didn't even know that they were going to bring all that stuff, and then you know they bring stuff like yeah, Juggernaut into the set and Halo of Flies. Um, I mean, if anyone's not a Cave-In fan, go and <laughs> check oh, out Cave-In. Jesus, definitely. yeah. Um, so yeah, and you know, and, and Caleb, uh, the bass player, you know, he, he had the most incredible uh, heavy vocal and um, I was, you know, remember that tour. So yeah, it was sad to see him go. Oh, one more story from that tour. I remember though, I mean, who does this? But every band, I don't know, had like 30 minutes uh, support mm. and I remember playing in... Um, in in Minneapolis um one time and they got up um to do their set and you know it'd been the same set most nights and then they got up and they started playing uh, Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin yeah. so I was like oh it's interesting what are they doing here 
and they just played a full 30 minute jam of Days and Confused and that <laughs> and that was their set and that was it like, wow. that was it yeah and I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> got the this? Mars Volta school of turning up and just jamming for a bit I know yeah so I was like well, that Man. was yeah you are, you are mental um, yeah so no R.I.P. Caleb what would you say was the best funeral tour that you did and the worst funeral tour that you did yeah or even just moments in general. Well, yeah, I mean, be, be, I mean that that in in many ways was you know was was one of the best you know just being in the U.S. for the first time. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd been once as a kid when I was fourteen, you know, been to been to Disney World with the family, um, but just this was the first time I'd ever uh, I, I suppose you know seen all you know been to New York or been to L.A. or been to any of these places. So you know that was that was incredible having that. Um, and I think best and worst tour was probably the one we did with um, with Iron Maiden in in, in two thousand and three, okay. um, because you know we'd uh, certainly uh, at least you know three out of five of the band had, had grown up with Maiden being you know yeah. you know one of their favourite bands and obviously a massive massive influence. I mean I remember um, being a kid and. Um, being down our local beach, the Porth Call, Oof. down the beach, and and getting and getting myself a um, one of those sort of they used to print them right there, and then you could pick nice. a design off yeah. the wall. And I remember getting an Iron Maiden one, and um, yeah, having that. I remember one of my one of my first memories, and uh, and failing my exams in school because I'd been listening to Live After Death instead of doing <laughs> my my revision. But um, but yeah, I mean, we we had just. I mean, the fir- the reason we got signed. Um, the first management deal, well, our only management deal, um, when we got signed to, before it was Raw Power, it was um, it was Sanctuary Artist Management, and um, and Rod Smallwood, who's um, you know legendary manager, who's managed Maiden since day one, still does. Uh, we were playing a fa- the Kerrang Weekender down in Camber Sands. Ooh, I was uh, there, I think. Were you? Think yeah, was yeah. The one where Lost Profits and Glass Show were playing as well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Glass Show build. Obviously, yes, that was it. Yeah, it was like I mean, it was on a campsite basically. It was yeah. a in a Butlins. Yeah, Butlins it was. Yeah. It was literally a Butlins, and you know, all the bands and fans were staying in chalets and yep. and whatnot. So, so we were playing that, and um, and I think I don't know Rod's son's band or something. Some somebody's somebody was playing anyway that he needed to be there. Um, and he and he saw us, and um, and he told Craig then to uh, to to come and watch us and um and we got signed and whatnot and um this was I guess early two thousand and three and then we did the record signed to Sanctuary Artists Management and um and then we were if I recall this rightly we, we were in the the, the the Sanctuary the bar and um and Rod came and said oh oh you know uh Steve Steve really Steve really likes your your record I was like Steve who Steve Harris I was like, oh, does he? He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, nice. Wow, all right, amazing. He's like, yeah, yeah. Tell him I like a couple of his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it helps, yeah. tell him yeah. I like a couple of his. I like, oh, yeah, I, I like Live After Death. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and I was like, oh, mind-blowing. And then I think and it, was, it was a few days later then, he got an email and um, he said, oh, oh, yeah, you know, the guys would like to, Maiden would like to take you on tour around Europe. I was like, Jesus Christ. So wow, and, and that was actually the first after our album coming out. Coming out, that was the tour that we went on, and it was um, it was two months. Did you um and up prior to it? Did you give didn't it even um? Did you? Didn't we did a safe Olympics? Do you want to go to Olympics? Yes, I did. I did. Ah, it's probably going to cost you eighteen grand. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes, we, we want to do it. 
yeah, no, that was it. That was it. That was exactly it. It was like two months around Europe, and it was just maiden headlining, and then us, and that was it. And that was the only thing. I mean, like I say, it was the best tour because because they were just fantastic people. Them and their crew. I mean, it really. Um, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about them. Absolutely amazing. You know, it's it's one of those things that. It was a it was a big lesson to us in, in in a lot of ways really. And I mean, this this is why it was the best tour. It was like because we treated us so well, and we were playing these big shows, and it was maiden, and um, you know, getting to getting to see how big bands operate yeah. and and operate you know correctly and treat people right and treat their support bands right. And was big Sean, the stage manager. At the big time? Sean was yeah yeah he'd Love be it. watching. Watching the wire whilst whilst uh, <laughs> five minutes, gentlemen, five minutes. That's, that's him. Shouted us before we, ever, we were ever going to go on. Yeah, that's him, Big Sean. Yeah, they're they're a brilliant crew. Yeah, and um, you know, I remember the, the 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 first the first night of the tour, we were somewhere in Germany, and it was like it was it was a small warm up. It was six thousand people, but it was it was a small warm up show apparently, and um, and yeah, we played the show and that and. Um, and uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Rod came back. He's like, you, you "Boys had food yet?" I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, we had a little bite." And he's like, "Oh, well, come and uh, come and join us. Uh, come and join us across the road." And um, there was this restaurant, and they just complete. It was closed, but it's like you know they opened yeah. for Maiden, and it was a lovely restaurant. All like can so we're sitting there having a just us and Maiden and Rod and great having a candlelit dinner <laughs> with uh, with Maiden and uh, and nice. they, they were brilliant. I mean, during that tour, um, Darren, a guitar player, he's. Um, his wife was was pregnant, and uh, I think, I mean, it, it must have been the I don't know she was induced or they were having a cesarean or something on a certain day. So he flew home for like literally one day to to be there, uh, you know, for yeah. the birth, and you know, the, and then and then fly back, and um, you know, after a day off. So we, so we got to the venue on the, on that after the day off, and um, and got in the dressing room, and it was like like three magnums of champagne there like and um and cards from all the band and i say you know oh, congratulations blah 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 and and um and then that night then they you know they extended the you know come up um you know just after the show just come up and you know we'll have a we'll have a drink so we're just sitting there listening to listening to them all telling their their tales you know uh down the years but it was great they were awesome and then, but the bad side is the maiden fans absolutely hated us <laughs> <laughs> you've got all that brilliant oh this is not good all this, all this oh yeah and then the fans hated us yeah a little caveat there at the end <laughs> they yeah absolutely hated us yeah um you know we used to get we halfway through the set and then the big old maiden chance would start and he's like oh bollocks it's like oh why did we have to put quiet parts in our songs like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, we had to say we did um yeah we had an email going oh do you want to do five dates with lincoln park and we were like yeah of course we do and they were like oh you're gonna be playing the first ever show in greece i was like all right then probably five thousand people i suppose is there eighteen thousand people first ever gig in greece mind tidy and uh yeah they were super lovely to us they were all nice and uh, yeah, it was just amazing to just to meet these people, and yeah, like you said, I think meeting these big bands was an experience to us of how we should act because exactly they're all they, the most the majority of the biggest bands I've met have all been absolutely lovely, mm-hmm. and you normally find it's the smaller bands who are divs. Yeah, there's there's definitely a sliding scale where between being 
a really small band, I mean a really big band, that point in the middle is the is the shitty spot. Yeah, someone's a bit uh, I'm a bit I'm a bit of a rock star now and it's, no. it's usually bands who've had a little bit of success but know it's probably fleeting. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'll just, yeah, be, just a, trying to I'll be a prick then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I just play up, maybe this'll bring you back. But yeah, uh, but, I don't know. But no. Or um how are Loth doing with the Hollywood Undead guys? Are they all right? Have they said anything? No, no, they haven't said anything. I um, had a bit of trouble with them once. See. I heard that <laughs> on the podcast, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. They, that tour manager's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably been about 15 years since we played with them, mind, so they probably <laughs> have learned to tour since because that was their first ever support tour they were doing with us. I think in fairness, yeah, because of, of the big old uh, venues that they're playing on the tour, Maybe they don't even see each other. I don't know. Yes. Maybe, maybe they've not even met yet. Yeah. Perhaps that's, not. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we go, just give us uh, an update on what your bands are doing, if you want. I think for yeah. people to check out. Yeah. Well, I know we talked a bit about um, about loathe and, and holding absence a good bit earlier, um, but uh, exciting things with uh, with Sleep Token at the moment. Um, not, not too much. I guess. I mean, we just signed with um, just a deal with Spine Farm Universal, which is super exciting. Um, so I've got you know good um, history with 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 those guys there. Um, but yeah, there's there's new music coming very very soon and and good things happening they're playing with uh baby metal on july the nice. 2nd in brixton and um, it's a band i've never i've never understood baby metal don't get it do not i thought you meant like just because they sing in japanese oh no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. two things yeah well, i don't get yeah well, tell what i don't understand one, japanese well, one two, of, baby metal one of their songs is about chocolate oh and i'm supposed to get that now am i <laughs> yeah i'm not a woman happened. why would i be interested in that like in chocolate yeah but it's, i don't know it's just Okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't care what pretend, people pretend to like about them. What, chocolate? No, not chocolate. I love <laughs> chocolate. Baby metal. I, d- I just don't get it. I don't, like, psh, metal fans years ago were like, I hate pop stars. They don't even play their own instruments. And now metal fans are like, I love baby metal. These four Japanese girls have got nothing to do with metal whatsoever. It's probably because it's K-pop with a little bit of metal and Stacey really love K-pop. So now... Who love... Yeah, but nobody really... Koreans love K-pop. That's it. I don't understand this BTS stuff as well. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, if, you'd, if, you, if you have got a little passing interest in baby metal, then may I uh, suggest a bit of Maximum the Hormone, a wonderful Jap- Japanese... But they're absolutely incredible... They've been going for a long time, but they they mix really wild metal with K-pop. Well, not K-pop, J-pop, because they're Japanese. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's wild. You should check them out. Oh, they like the Japanese system of a down, if you like. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Fox Joe? Yes, yeah. Um, we're, we're about to announce something very cool uh, nice. very soon, which I can't tell you. Well, I don't know. When does that happen? When does that come out? In a couple of weeks. Uh, In a couple of weeks. You probably would have been on by then. Uh, I'll have been on by then, but um, <laughs> so in a few days they'll be announcing something pretty yeah, cool, um, and they'll be out on tour as well. They've um, they, they, they've been out on tour recently with uh, Black Peaks and nice. With, nice. and with P- Pagan, um, and they're at that um, that Smashing Sound in Two Thousand Trees Festival oh, we nice. were talking about earlier. Mm, so, nice. um, so yeah, definitely catch them out there, and um, will do. Yeah, and um, he, he had a he had a nice chat with old um, uh, Moose Thomas. Yes, um, from Kill the Lights fame. Yes, yes. So um, 
it things have been uh, cogs have been turning behind the scenes there. So nice. um, so yeah, again things that I could announce now. Oh, uh, we should I have know. definitely waited a couple of weeks to do this one. Well, you could just tell us now, and then no, we've got the exclusive. But, then... but you might get in trouble. Well, yeah, well, it's fine. I bloody will. It's yeah. all right. Right, come back on when you can. But yeah, man. good, good just... stuff happening there. People have been asking. You know, lots of people are like, "Oh, when's music coming out? When you're touring?" It's like soon. So that's good. good. And um, and yeah, just a couple of... Um, Will they be doing their own headline tour then? Or are they supporting someone? Oh, I don't know. We shall, we shall have to wait and see. Oh, okay. But yeah, okay. and then, um, you know, a couple of uh, uh, new new things but behind the scenes that were just sort of, um, you know, building up and, you know, brand, brand new stuff. Um, just the, I guess you hear more about in the in the next few months. But... Uh, also uh representing my um, my my very very good friend uh Colin Richardson the nice. uh, legendary that. record producer slash mixer slash um maniac <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. done some fantastic things only yeah yeah no i mean you know he's you know th- from slipknot to machine head uh, you know he did the, the casually dressed yeah. f- funeral record which is obviously where i first met him uh, just so many classic records and uh He's currently uh, recording a record by some other Welshmen at the moment called Those Damn Crows. Yeah, you may be familiar nice, with. Yeah, um, band. One of them's a patron he of is, our um, he is of our podcast, actually. Oh, yeah. there you go. He'll be he'll, he'll be enjoying this shout out then. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. But we'll cut this out so you can't hear oh, it now. So. <laughs> cut, That'll cut teach it. you to become a patron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Yeah, so if <laughs> if anyone else in bands becomes a Patreon, next time on, I'll mention you as well. Nice. Yeah. Oh, this is the thing. Hey, if you're in a band and you want to get some <laughs> get some press, why not become a Patreon? There you yeah, go. That's awesome. Pa- um, Patreon.com forward slash that man. Nice. Good plug. Uh, anything else? I can't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, there'll be there'll be bits and bobs coming through, but that's um, yeah, that's the the main stuff now. But uh, and then yeah, new music from the. Uh, the growling that I was mentioning earlier yes, on the show, subtraction. subtraction. But yeah, there's one track up online called "Slave to the Curse." You can check that out. It sounds nothing at all like "Funeral for a Friend." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, though, I forgot to mention. Um, speaking of screaming, back in the early days, you did have a lovely Britney Spears type oh, microphone. I did. I did. Can you explain that for us very quickly, please? Well, anybody can, can't they? Anyone who plays drums can. Yeah, but it's hands free, isn't it? Hands free kit. Right. It's like I know. It's like when you drive in the car. It's and like you Bluetooth on your drums. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, yeah. It's, I was I I sort of pioneered Bluetooth. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'll take it. No, essentially what it was. I was um I was drumming in uh, I was in Honda McLean at the time, and um, I was saying earlier Johnny um had left um left funeral and and so and they had a at the time they had a the heavy vocalist as well and um and he left at the same time as well a guy called uh, matthew evans who's a fantastic artist by fantastic. the name of uh, snow skull you should check him out yeah yeah um so yes so they had a radio one session booked um so it was some sort of rock show session and it, it was literally in a few days and they were like oh man can you just like you know help us out and play play drums on the session i was like yeah yeah cool cool i'll do that no worries and um and then yeah so it did that but then there was no there was no heavy vocals on any of it and i i'd never really done them before um and they'd be like oh it's missing these heavy vocals in there so we overdubbed some heavy vocals and sort of everyone had a go like um so then matt i think matt had a go chris had a go i, I think i was either last or last but one and uh i was like oh sounds all right there 
was like, yeah. Ah, we'll do. Ah, we'll keep them on it. Yeah, we'll pretend that's Mevins. <laughs> well, we, we we weren't because it sounded nothing like him. But it's like, yeah, th- those will do. Those sound all right. And um, and then it became, all oh, right. So can you do those live as well? I was like, can you never leave? All right, yeah. I was like, boys, I only just come into LP with one session, and then there was one which I think you came to actually. There was a, there was a show then that was booked in with Hellers for Heroes in Newbury Corn Exchange. Yep. And uh, you know, came up in a van, yeah. which, which to us at the time was like playing Wembley. Yeah, and um, and the guy from the record label is like, "Oh, go on, you, we, you know, we, we really need those vocals. We got people, you know, we got important people coming down and this and that from London, you yeah. know, <laughs> industry people." And I was like, "I was like, oh, I've only just learned the set on drums. Like, I, I was like, I'll, I'll mess it up if I if I start trying to do it." Huh? I'm like, "Oh, well." Well, if we get you one of those like headset mics things, then. yeah, I was like, give it a bashment. I was like, well, I, I don't know, I'll give it a try, like, and then we've done it in practice. And because I didn't have to sort of think about it and like, don't have to move, didn't so, have yeah, to move, yeah. didn't have to turn my head into the mic, I was like, yeah, all right, I can probably do this. Then all right, go on then. Um, so today, and it was all right. To be honest, I probably only did that for about. 10, 15 shows, maybe. Okay. Um, well, it's a lot of. Did you ever accidentally swear? Into the mic, like you ever <laughs> miss a drum and go, oh fuck! Oh. <laughs> I probably, probably did, or burped or something like that. Um, but yeah, that was it then, and I was like, oh, do you know, I look like a right twat. <laughs> can can you put it like a like a boom stand up, which is a bit um, a bit more difficult at first. But uh, I mean, the other thing then is it was having that thing on my head. It was just so noisy around the cymbals, and I sounded like shit anyway. So um, yeah. so then I I got one of those um, sort of mics then on a boom stand. So a it didn't sound like shit and B I didn't look like such a knob yeah. so, I remember when, um, yeah when Mevs first left and I remember speaking to Darren after and I was like do you need a screamer now do you need somebody to come in and do some screaming and he was like no I think Matt can do it and I was like yeah uh, are you sure you don't need anyone I, can't, I could probably find someone like and he was like no we're alright and I was like oh, uh, need a DJ yeah. <laughs> what about a disc jockey <laughs> How can I join this band? That's what I'm asking, Dad. How can we got the same surname, and you you've actually got the first name of my step my half brother as well? So all right, I'll join another band and come on tour with you in eight years. Right, I'll yeah. do it. I'll all do right. it the hard way. Like that is it, Dad? Right then, I'll show you. You, you go and make my own band. It's taking forever. There we are. Eight years later, here we are together <laughs> in Amsterdam, eating walk to walk, watching six episodes of Star Wars. The dream, innit? I knew this was happened. I knew it. I told you tonight. Ah, I knew. <laughs> Faster, but yeah, thank you very yeah. much for coming yeah, on. Cheers, thank you very much. Cheers, chaps. Um, socials. That's what yeah, we Yeah, where can people find you is what you normally like to say. Yeah, where can people find you online? Oh, forgot now. Christ. Um, do you know what? Just go to... Tell you what's the best thing for you to do. If you go to futurehistory.management, nice. all yeah, the links okay. are on there. Nice, and you can check out the bands, the lineup, uh, the band's links to stuff, the yep. music, the future history playlist that you put out every Friday. That's right, yeah, that's right. That's um, I c- created one of them two weeks ago. You did. Mark Andrews did one last week. WWE wrestler, full of wrestling. superstar. WWE yeah. superstar. Oh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and he's full full of WrestleMania hits. That you, is. Yeah, so. former. You know former Triple H guest. listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, oh, Paul's Paul. 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 Yeah. Big Paul. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's. That's it now, I think. Um, thank you very much for doing yeah, this. Cheers, it's been awesome. Much. You're welcome. We've talked cheers, for a good hour and 22 minutes. Do, do. Nice. Nice. Longest one yet, I reckon. That's what she said. <laughs> Leave it at that. You're listening to Awesome. 
that was Ryan Richards of Future History Management, formerly of Funeral for a Friend, and one of my most underrated metal bands from South Wales, Honda McLean. Did you yes. ever see Honda McLean? Uh, no, I don't think I ever got to see him. Bro, some of the best performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Metal band. They had like lines in their songs from like old 80s stuff. So like, uh, I have the power from He-Man <laughs> and stuff like that. And they just used to climb each other, spit on each other. I know that sounds gross, mm. but it was very entertaining yeah, to well, watch. Yeah, obviously I've seen Funeral for a Friend more times than I can count. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan just dropping some great knowledge and quotes there from both sides of the music industry, from playing in a massively successful band and managing Su- successful a- bands, other successful bands. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, check out um, futurehistory.management online to check out um, Ryan's management company and yeah. the bands on his roster. He's got some fantastic bands. Uh, Loathe, Holding Absence, Killer Lights, Kill- oh, Mooseman, Foxjaw, uh, Sleep Token. Yeah, there's just so many. It's countless. Yeah, and he manages Colin Richardson yeah. as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of famous producer. A lot of exciting things coming from them very soon. So yeah, keep an eye out for all of that. Yes, that's awesome. Um, anything else this week? Um, you're playing some festival. Oh yes, uh, Raiders are playing Teddy Rocks Festival on Saturday, May the fourth. Don't make a joke. Oh. I could see it then. As soon as I said, as soon as fourth came out of my mouth, I looked into your face and I, I could see Star Wars dun, building. Dun, dun, dun. Don't know, please look. Before we start that interview with Ryan, we had a bit of a tiff. Let's yeah, not end with I a tiff, know. right? I'm surprised you haven't hit me by now. No, I, it's been close, but it's been close. I'll be honest with you. If we've been on it, we've been friends. It's a safe space to speak how we want to. You've been close on a clip a few times. I reckon this podcast is just a therapy session, to be honest. A lot of the times it is, yeah. It's um, you getting all the puns out of your body. Yeah. And me getting my rage of those puns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, thank you. If you've got this far, tweet at us the word salmonella. Okay. I just want to check if and people you, get this far. And you can do that via twitter.com forward slash sapnin. Instagram. Whoa, it's happening Pod. Pod. Oh, oh he's gone lackluster. He don't care anymore. Twitter.com forward slash Sapnin Pod. Instagram.com forward slash Sapnin Pod. Um, Sorry, I meant to say Patreon.com oh, forward right. slash Sapnin Pod. Is it, check that out, yeah, please. Yeah, check it out and support the podcast with all the mad tears you can experience. You don't have to, like, but... It would, um, we would appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is absolutely free to anybody who wants it. But, yeah, but if... Um, yeah, if you can chuck us you, a yeah, couple want, of quid for a drink... Well, it's not for a drink. It's so we can travel and do this podcast. So. Yeah, and make uh, everything bigger and better. And if you want a little bit extra and join our community, which is a top laugh, yep. um, then, yeah, do that as well. We've just done four Skype calls today, and they've all been great. They've so, been very interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we won't go into much detail because that's for Patreons only, but that's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Let's, let's thank these Patreons. Yes. This, this, week's, uh, this week's Patreons that we need to thank are... The fantastic Emma Barber, Paul Urshfield, Kylie Wheeler, Scarlett Charlton, Janelle Caston, Melissa Roche, Sam Ledgerwood, John Price, Emily Snoggles. Snoggles. Yeah, Is it? Oh, piss. I was smugging about that. I was like, mm. yep, sorry. Martina McManus, Mark Platten, Marcy Jacobson, Lydia Henderson, Scott Jones, Jenny Robinson, Kieran Lewis, Kelly Cannon, Lucy Diaz, and the wonderful Tony Michael. Thank you very much for everybody who's on that list but there for being a Patreon and being a top human. Yeah, I like to call them the elite. 
the elite. And we love you very much. We do. Thank you very, very much. Anyway, that's been episode 23 of Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and my friend Morgan Richards. I'm not going to make the Blink-182 joke. Good. Um, for your sake. Uh, that's it, I think. Thank you very much again to Ryan Richards at Future History Management. Um, as I've said before, check out all the bands there. They got He's got loads of fantastic bands. He's got a future of British music, in my opinion, but we'll see. We'll see. I won't, I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, anything more, Morg? Um Keep complimenting my eyebrows. Oh, my f- ego, like, ego. Yeah, keep telling him how good his eyebrows are, everyone. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.